so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no Serve the glory and the honor as I lift my hands and worship and I magnify your name. Oh, you deserve the glory and all of the honor as I lift my hands and worship.
good to be in church. Hallelujah. Feel like something good's about to happen. I say, watchman on the wall, what of the night. Thank God for the preacher. Thank God for the church. Hallelujah. Thank God I'm in church this morning because we come to worship and praise the King of Kings. We want to pray for Brother James Kane, Sister Anna Kane, Sister Kathy Ashcraft. We want to remember and pray for the church family, all our families. God protect us. Keep his hand upon us. Heal Brother Freeville. God, all that are sick. God, and ask God to touch them. Sister Todd, my, my. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, we serve a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. We know a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's invite him to take charge of this service this morning. Let's love him, church. receive the offering. We're going to continue to have good church. Glory. Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise today? 
Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to be in His house to worship, to praise, and to glorify His great name. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Praise God. Praise God. I'm glad to be able to be in church today. Amen. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Praise the Lord. Lord bless you. You may be seated for a few moments. We want to welcome all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord today. Glad that you are here. And uh, we want you to know that we're glad that you're here. Why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand clap today? Amen. 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 My glasses are fogging up on me. Y'all going to have to... How many is hot this morning? How many knows Charles Wright's telephone number? Y'all call him and tell him it's hot at the First Pentecostal Church and we want the air conditioner fixed. He's been promising me he's going to fix it all summer long and he hasn't got to it yet. And uh, tell him we're more important than anybody else that he's working on. And uh, so if you don't have his number, come to me after church and I'll give it to you and we can just bombard his telephone line for a few days. But anyway... Thank God for what AC is working. It's it's 70, 73 instead of uh, 99. That's that's thank God for that anyway. But um, seemed like to me, you know, how, how many's noticed that it's been really hot outside? And uh, you know, I think about this time last year it was really hot outside. And uh, the year before that, and the past hundred years before that, I think it was hot. And uh, come about about December, it's going to cool off a little bit, maybe for a few days. But anyway, it's uh, it's good to be alive. Amen. And I say that it's good to be alive. I've never been dead, so I don't know how that would feel. But uh, I'm I'm just enjoying life today, and uh, we are so glad to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord. I want you to know that we're glad that you're here, and uh, we pray for God's hand of protection on everybody today to protect us from all the craziness that is going on in our world today. And I want to remind you that we need to keep praying for Sister Tot. Ask the Lord to give her a miracle in her body. Let's pray for Brother Dale Stevens. Ask the Lord to touch him today. Give him a miracle in his body. I know that God is able. Amen. We're praying for Sister Ishcomer that the Lord would touch her. And uh, Brother Strebel needs a miracle from God. Talked to his family last night and still no positive uh, moves in the right direction. And we ask God to heal and work a miracle in that situation. Also, Brother Wilson, which is an evangelist, is very sick and uh, needs a touch from the Lord today and um, ask God to touch him, move in his body. Also, my brother-in-law, 
uh, Billy James lost his father, and uh, uh, Friday night, let's ask the Lord to touch that family. We'll be going up there to the funeral tomorrow, and uh, ask the Lord to touch and strengthen them. And uh, he did not die of the virus. He died of heart failure and kidney failure. But uh, it's... Uh, family needs a touch from the Lord. No matter how long you have to prepare, it's never a good time to say goodbye. And I think he was about 87 years old, but but still, hey, you never, you, you always want just one more day. And uh, so we ask the Lord to touch and move in that family. I want to remind you that Brother uh, Copeland will be here with us tonight. Um, Brother Clark I had to split these words up because they kind of twangled my tongue. Brother Clark, there we go, Copeland, and uh, he will be here with us tonight. That's uh, one of the sons of Brother Tim Copeland, and looking forward to that. Brother Marks will be here next Sunday, and uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. So remember that. That will be the schedule of services a week from today. And so we're not having church tomorrow night but we're having church uh, the 24th. So remember that. Looking forward to that. Also, uh, marriage retreat. We have rescheduled that. Hopefully, this time we'll be able to have it. And uh, I think it was scheduled for, I think, back in March, I think. And uh, so we had to postpone that. So we got it scheduled now. Now we got to worry not just about the virus, but we got to worry about hurricanes now. And uh, so uh, September the 25th and uh, 26th, we'll have a, a set-down meal and a session on the 25th, which is a Friday night. And uh, then we'll come back here and do a split session here at the church. Um, we'll, we'll have different rooms, but the 26th. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Brother uh, Nathaniel, put that, put that picture up there. And we're getting someone that is very educated in marriage. And so with that, when you have that understanding of marriage, you can make it work. Just admit, man, everything is our fault. And uh, it's going to be all right, dear. All right. Thank you, Brother Nathaniel. And um, so remember that. We're going to have a great time. And uh, also, Brother Shoemake will be here preaching for us that weekend, the 27th, and uh, just looking forward to God doing great things. Now, you want to know what age is this is for? Uh, this is for married age. If you're married, uh, you are welcome to come. If you've been married under 25 years, I highly encourage, if I could demand you to be there, I would, but that won't do any good because you're going to do what you want to anyway. But uh, we are doing this for you and uh, anyone, any married couple. It doesn't matter how long that you've been married. You're more than welcome. And uh, we're going to have a great time. going to be a lot of good food, a lot of good fellowship, and uh, just a wonderful time in the Lord. I am thinking about this. Now, I was talking to my wife about it last night, and we didn't iron it all out. But I think it would be good... I think it would be good and very, very interesting 
if we would have brother and sister duplicy to say something at the marriage retreat about how they have survived and thrived so long in marriage. Y'all think that'd be a good idea? I tell you one thing, it would be very entertaining. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, their marriage would survive uh, the outcome of everything Brother Duplissy would say, but we might take a chance on that. We're going to have a great time and uh, a lot of fun and looking forward to that. Also, Brother Booker, uh, Brother Larry Booker will be here with us again this year in October. We enjoyed him last year, and uh, he was able to come back, so he'll be here October the 11th. And uh, the 12th, we'll be having church, of course, on Sunday and then that following Monday. And uh, we're just going to have a great time in the Lord. I want to say thank you for everyone that helped yesterday with the Kids Fest. I appreciate it very much. And uh, everyone that took a chance on getting shot. And some of these some of these guys are pretty good marksmen. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, it helps when they have a large target. And uh, so we had a great time yesterday. Appreciate everyone that worked and uh, made that possible. Lord bless you and all the kids that came and celebrated and had a good time. I do apologize. And uh, we are very saddened that we were unable to have youth camp this year. And um, But maybe next year uh, everything will be back on track and we'll have a great time and looking forward to what God is going to do with us. Glad to have uh, Sister Alexis friend here with us today. Is it Indiana? Are you from Indiana? All the way from Indiana. He comes just to be in church with us today. We're so glad that he's here. Amen. <laughs> Sister, Sister Lisa's mother, glad that you're here today. Been praying for you and your loss. I'm glad that you're here in the house of the Lord today. And uh, any other guests? And boy, I looked over here, and and coming in the back door was Brother Tristan. Man, I've been missing you. Glad you're here, Brother Tristan. We miss you when you're not here. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to, I want to do my best to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart today. And um, I, um, I will not start out with a scripture text. I will. I will read my text uh, toward the end of my preaching. And so when you hear me read my text, you'll know that we're somewhere in the area of finishing up. But I I have felt, kind of felt this all week, and and actually last week I kind of had this on my mind, and um, I was going to share it with us Sunday night, and the Lord moved in a different way, and we're so thankful for what God done. Amen. Field Sister Ida with the Holy Ghost Sunday night. Praise God. So thankful for what God is doing in that family. Amen. It's serving God's a good life. Hallelujah. 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 I don't want to get you too much out of a routine. So before I get into the word of the Lord, why don't we just all stand and let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God for his touch and his help today. God, we love you today. We praise you today. We magnify your great name, Lord. Thank you, Savior, for this opportunity that you've given us to come to your house to worship.
to praise, to magnify, and to glorify Your great name. I pray, God, that You would anoint me to preach Your Word like You would have me to this morning. Anoint the ears, the hearts, the souls, the minds, the spirits of Your people today, God, to hear, to receive, and to respond to Your Word. And everybody said in Jesus' name, why don't you clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah, Jesus! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. My, my thought subject for today is not according to emotions. Not according to emotions. What kind of got me in this thought process is, is, uh, well, a lot to do with everything that we have been going through for, uh, the last few months. And, um, you know, now, um, the need or, or, uh, whatever to wear masks for your, uh, the health and protection of your health. And, um, I've, I've been at, I've been at some, a lot of different public places and, and, uh, I have observed people which I, I like to, I like to watch people. People go to the zoo to watch animals. I go to the mall to watch people. It's about the same entertainment. And, uh, it's very, uh, people, people are interesting. People have, have, uh, neat ways and quirky ways. And, and, uh, I tell you what, if you go to the mall on Friday and Saturday night, you just might see just about anything. And, uh, Especially when you step it up and you go to the mall uh, in Houston at the Galleria, you really see some strange sights. So, um, watching people, I, I watch people at different places that I go, and and I, I definitely watch people at church. And I'm really, I'm really into watching those people who are not at church and sitting in their usual spots, but. Uh, so, so we, we learn a lot from expression and the expressions that, that people make. And, uh, if you would put that, put that picture up there for me this morning. And so people make a lot of, lot of different expressions. The expression of happiness, sadness, fear, disgust. We are very familiar with that number five. Anger. And surprise. These are the six basic, uh, well-known, there are many, many expressions that people have and different emotions that people have, but these are six of the more popular ones that pretty much everything can base off of these six emotions that people have. And, um, you can just leave that up there for the next few moments. But there, uh, what, what kind of got me into thinking about this is, um, when we start, how, how do you, how do you, um, judge someone's emotions? The first thing that we look at normally is their 
their face. And um, we kind of kind of get a judge off of what they are feeling and how friendly they are if they want to speak or if they do not want to speak by the expression that they are making with their face. It's facial expression. Even your face is so recognizable that that even your phone recognizes your face. And uh, my phone does not recognize my face with my mask on. They say that they are updating the phone where it will have facial res- recognition with your mask. And so I, um, I, I, I've been looking at this and I've, I've noticed the, the way people seem to have, have changed and, and, uh, by you just not being able to give anyone any kind of expression with your face. I, I was in SeaWorld. My family and myself went out to, the hill country and we went to SeaWorld and, and, uh, uh, it was hot, needless to say. And uh, it was mandatory that you wear a mask. And so everyone there had on a mask. And I, I was walking around and, and, uh, it seems like, uh, the friendly aspect of America has changed. And, uh, we, we used to kid brother Mike Smith. Sister Dottie's wonderful husband that's gone on to be with the Lord, that somebody yawned and he thought they wanted to talk. So he stood there 30 minutes talking to them. He loved to talk. I made him so mad at me one time. I like to never got him over it. And uh, so we was we fished a lot together and he talked and I fished. And he talked and I fished. One thing good about it, he didn't demand an answer or a response. He just liked to talk. And so we was on our way home one time, and uh, we were, he was talking. And uh, so I said, you know, we was talking about fishing. I said, I enjoy going fishing by myself sometimes. He said, oh, really? He said, why would you want to be by yourself? I said, well, nobody's talking. I didn't mean that at him. And he said, I get your drift. I said, no, Brother Mike, I wasn't talking about you. I love to hear you talk. And uh, he said, no. He said, that's okay. I won't say anything. And so he got real quiet. He stayed quiet for quite some time. But but anyway, uh, eventually over the process of time, we, we got back over and he, he was able to talk to me again. But it is, um, where was I? But <coughs> I get sidetracked every once in a while. My, uh, I guess all of, but anyway, so, so in being unable to see people's facial expressions. Now, now when I go to SeaWorld, it's a, in the amusement park, it's a happy place. People are laughing, people are talking, people are joking, people are cutting up. People are riding, riding thrill rides and they're screaming to the top of their lungs and, and everybody's running and jumping. There was absolutely none of that. I was, I was in awe of how quiet. And I got to listening to the sound system that they have through the park and they were playing this eerie, strange music. And it kind of seemed to have everybody thrown into just 
just kind of a, a funk, just kind of like, like just in la-la land. Everybody was walking around like a bunch of zombies. If you get too close to somebody, oh, give me some space. And so you're scared to speak, you're scared, and you dare not shake hands or, or greet anybody. And, and I understand that, but, but it has changed of, and who we are. And, and the first time I ever, I ever experienced this was in a foreign country that people are not happy like Americans are happy. And uh, they're not showing an outward emotion or an expression of happiness because they don't have a lot to be happy about. And uh, so they just go through and everybody's headed in their own way and in their own direction and, and uh, doing their own thing and don't have time to stop and talk and, and fellowship like like we in America. And, and even parts of America, you get up, Sorry about this, Mr. Indiana, but the further north you get, the less friendly people are. And, uh, and, uh, they don't, they don't, you know, here, here when we ride down the road, it's the whole hand. You'll catch that later. But, but we're waving at everybody. And when you go out in the hill country area, man, it's everybody waving at everybody. And, and here we're getting a little busy and a lot of that has, has went by the way, but it's changing who we are into something I, I feel like that is not really America and not really like America should be. It's not, it's not, it's not my daddy's America. Can you, can you understand what I'm saying? I went, I went to, uh, then we left there, come back for the weekend and we went up to, uh, we went up to Branson. Branson's a very happy place, very, um, you know, southern hospitality and happiness. And for the most part, people was. But I, I picked up on the same thing when we went to um, to what they call that, Silver Dollar City. And I noticed there the music had changed. They was playing. And I, I noticed a lot they play Christian music. That's pretty impressive. But... For the most most times I've been there, they have anyway. But I, I, the music was a little uh, upbeat and and not so depressing in that eerie distress sound. And but people still was walking and and not speaking and not talking too much. You'd run into a rebel rouser every once in a while that was defying orders and wanted to talk to everybody. And uh, but. But I noticed they had signs. They had signs in this park that would say, Smile with your eyes. And so, give us some kind of facial expression. Go ahead and smile because it does change the way your eyes look. Because you are smiling. We may not can see your mouth, but we can see... <laughs> For us that's getting older, the creases <laughs> that's caused by a smile. And um, so I, I found that very interesting. And it's, it's showing an emotion that, that is there just under the surface. Because it is important, it is important to express the way that you feel. And the way that you are enjoying yourself. 
The dictionary says that emotion is an effective state of consciousness in which joy, our sorrow, our fear, our hate, or the like is experienced, or expressed, excuse me. Any of the feelings of joy, sorrow, fear, hate, love, etc. is an emotion that we have. Amen. And so I, I was looking at this and, and, uh, I wanted to show you this little di- diagram that I was, that I was looking at. It says happiness. Number one, happiness. A facial expression. Now I want you to catch hold of that. A facial expression such as smiling. Body language such as a relaxed stance. Tone of voice as upbeat, pleasant way of speaking. You ever walked up to somebody and they're standing there? What are you so happy about? Oh, I'm happy. Yeah, right. Your expression is telling us something different. Then the second one is sadness. Again, a facial expression of crying. A dampened mood. Quietness, withdrawn from others, is an expression of sadness. The third one is fear. How many has ever experienced fear? Again, a facial expression, such as a widening of the eyes, pulling back of the chin, body language, Attempts to hide or flee from the threat. Psychological reactions such as a rapid breathing or heartbeat. Emotions. Number four is disgust. Body language such as turning away from the object of disgust. Physical reactions such as Vomiting or retching. Facial expressions such as wrinkling the nose or curling the upper lip. The fifth, which probably a lot in here are very familiar with, is anger. Facial expression again, such as frowning. Show me them pearly whites or those dingy browns. These are expressions that are very important. Facial expressions, facial expressions, facial expressions, facial expressions. Amen. Frowning or glaring body language such as taking a strong stance or turning away. Very quickly. The tone of voice such as speaking gruffly or yelling. Psychological response such as sweating or turning red. Aggressive behavior such as hitting, kicking, or throwing objects. (laughs) 
Number six. That's kind of an inside joke there. Number six. Surprise. The expression of surprise. Again, a facial expression such as raising the brows, widening the eyes, or opening the mouth. Physical response such as jumping back. Verbal reactions such as yelling, screaming, or gasping. Your emotions tell a lot about who you are. They tell about a lot about what you are. They tell a lot about your past experiences. And they tell about what you are going through at the present time. And how you will respond to certain situations. I, I can remember one time I was at a preacher's meeting and and uh, they had, an, again, I talked about this a little bit, but it's a different time uh, last week, but but I was sitting there and they had an elderly minister speaking to us and the first off, he gave us this little piece of paper and he told us to draw these pictures and and uh, you draw, how many has ever done that where you draw a picture of a house, you draw a picture of a chimney, you draw a picture of a fence, you draw a picture of a snake, you draw a picture of a tree and you kind of set up your house. And uh, you draw the runes in your house. And it's a psychological test that when you get done and you turn in that test, they can tell a lot about what kind of person you are. And uh, so I, I found it very interesting, and, and I, I wish I could remember all of it, how it was, but the different ways that people draw it, and it, it explained things about their life. And then when he told us what, where we put stuff and how we arrange stuff was telling so much about our life, it was kind of, oh boy, I don't, I, I hope I got this test right to where it's not like I'm some kind of weirdo or hiding things. But, but let me tell you, if, if you take the test, whatever you do, don't hide the snake. Remember that. And, uh, so, uh, so another, it was like, it was like you wanted the snake out in the open, and I did that. And uh, because it means that you're open with your life, there's not things that you're trying to hide or things that you're trying to keep back. It also said that that every person, they did not tell you, excuse me, let me go back, that they did not tell you to draw a chimney in the house, but said people put a chimney in the house because they realized that you had to have a way for uh, to let off steam to where you know how to control yourself and to release the pressure of life that is around you. And so these things tell stories about us and our emotions tell stories about us. Your emotions, your emotions will get you out of a lot of things. Sometimes fake emotions will get you out of a lot of things. How many, t how many has ever heard this statement? Oh, leave him or her alone because they are upset. How many is married? You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's kind of like the old song says, you gotta know when to hold them and you gotta know when to fold them. 
You got to know when to argue and you learn how to walk away. Amen. And so these are things that, 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 that get people out of, and people play with people's emotions. And, and that's, and, and please don't every time I, tr- I mention this, I don't want people to misunderstand me. I believe that what we are going through is very real. The virus is very real. It's taken loved ones from us. It is, it has taken people that is close to us. We have dealt with the sickness here, uh, uh, in, in our midst. So we know that it is real. But I believe that, that the government is playing with people's emotions and they're, they're sending out mixed signals to see how they can dictate and how they can move and how, how they can, they can manipulate people and, and what they can take from us and what they can give. And I want to tell you today, it's a, it's a big picture and I believe it's all in the handiwork of God. He is the one that is ultimately in control. That's the reason why we need to be closer to God today than we ever have been in past history of our walk with God. We are living in the last days, church, and we need to realize this and have an understanding of this. But but emotions dictate what people do and how they do and how they conduct themselves. Emotions dictate relationships. It's very difficult to carry on a relationship with a very emotional person. You have to learn how to handle. And I think every individual needs to learn how to handle their emotions. Control your emotions. If you have a, an emotion, and, and, and my daddy always said this, my daddy was, had a very hot temper and and uh, he has passed that on to his kids. I'm just not one of the recipients of it. But <laughs> there, there is, there is, there is a an emotion of of a hot temper, anger, if you could put it like that. And and you have to learn how to control that. And I I, I deal with that. You deal with that. We all deal with that because there's not too many people in the world that. Can't be made mad under some circumstance. But you have to learn how to control that. You have to learn how to control your feelings of acting out in a moment's time. Amen. Also, our emotions will get us in a lot of trouble. When you can't control your emotions. That's the reason why young people don't need to, to just go out and start getting connected and in relationship, courting relationship with people outside the church. Because when your emotions get involved, you can't, you can't talk to someone that their, their emotions have got involved. Oh, but, but she's the one. Oh, but, but He is the one that I've dreamed of. He is the one that God has sent me. No, 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 no. No. No, that's not true. You can't allow your emotions. People go by their emotions. Sometimes you've got to go by what you know is right and not just what you feel. Oh, it feels so right. 
Amen. Going down the road at a hundred miles an hour might feel so right, but it's dead wrong. Amen. And your emotions get involved, but, and when your emotions get involved, mama can't talk to you, daddy can't talk to you. You need to listen to people that's been there, done that, experienced that. Amen. That has successful marriages. Amen, amen, amen. Because your emotions will lead you in the wrong direction because we are all very emotional people. Amen. We are very emotional because, because you play a sad song and my kids love, I think they love to torment me sometimes and they love to watch me cry. So they'll, they'll play sad songs and say, what's daddy's fishing to cry? He's fishing to cry. Look, he can't stand it. He let play a sad song. He's going to cry. And, and I do because I'm an emotional person. When somebody plays a happy song, yesterday I was sitting in the restaurant and the guy said, said, man, you, you getting that song? I said, I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, do what? He said, man, your foot's just a-going. I said, I didn't even realize there's really playing anything. I was just tapping along with the music because that's our emotions getting involved. That's that's just who and what we are. That's what moves us and motivates us and directs us. But I want to tell you today, amen, we as individuals, you cannot allow your life to be controlled by emotions alone. Amen. How does God look at emotions? Now, I said all that to get to about where I want to be. How does God look at emotions? There is a lot of emotions that is involved in serving God. Because shouting, worshiping, praising, that's all emotional. Amen. That's, that's our emotions getting involved in serving God. But you as an individual cannot serve God on emotions alone. Can I tell you that I wish it was, but every, every day of our life is not a Sunday night service experience. Every day of our life, we're not walking on cloud nine, just dancing across the clouds of glory, saying, oh man, life is wonderful, life is great. Serving God is just the easiest road to walk in the world. Because if you allow your emotions to dictate who and what you are, amen, your response to God becomes controlled by your emotions. And what you are feeling at the present time. To where then we have God on a little string. And God is like that little puppet. What I don't know what they call those things. But we used to have one, a fuzzy little bird that had like a little cross thing that you moved. And its legs would move and its head would move. And that's the way that we try to dictate God. God, move when I want you to move. God, be still when I want you to be still. God, say this when I want you to say this. Do this when I want you to do this. But if I don't want you to do something, God, you just... Just sit on over there in the corner and hang yourself up until my emotions get right and I get prepared to do what I want to do for you. Controlled by your emotions. And it controls every relationship that you get involved in. 
And somebody that is very emotional, they start blaming it on everybody else. Well, it's their fault. It's because of this. It's because of that. Amen. Realize there is things that has happened to every individual in this place and every person that is listening on me, at, at me, to me on the internet. There has been mishaps. There has been bad things that, that we can go back and say, oh, this terrible thing had it happened in my life. That's why I'm why I, I went the way I am today. Amen. But my daddy always said, said, oh, you blame it on, you blame it on the looper blood. You can blame it on the blood. You can blame it on the Costner blood. You can blame it on the McKinney blood. He said, but the real fact of the matter, it's not the blood. It's the devil. Amen. That is controlling you and moving you and making you do these and act out these ways. Amen. Emotions. Emotions. But how does emotions play in serving God? You have to serve God because... Of what you know and not only what you feel. Feeling God is important. Feeling after God is important. Feeling what God is doing is wonderful and important. Feeling God on a Sunday night when the Holy Ghost has fallen and, and we're running out the door and going around the front of the church. I told him, I said, normally when I stepped out, it was broad open daylight. I said, normally when I run around the front of the church, it's supposed to be dark where everybody can't see me. Amen. But, but, but every, every day of living for God is not always just like that. There's some battles that we have to face. Amen. There's some, there's some wars that take place. Amen. There's some difficult times. There's loss. Amen. There's struggle. There's trials. There's, there's torment. But, but what do we do? We don't get carried away with what our emotions are telling us. But we know that we know that we know that we know that no matter no matter what is going on, God is still God. Hallelujah. 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 You have to know how to serve Him no matter what you're going through and no matter what you feel and no matter what you feel like. Amen. When I think about the emotions becoming involved in our serving God, my mind goes to Psalms chapter 150. Amen. This is what Psalm chapter 150 says. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. When I read Psalms chapter 150, Amen. So we are to respond to God and praise Him according, number one, not to our emotions. And so it does not give us an out because of what we're going through. It does not give us an excuse because of what we are facing. But it says, appraise Him according to His mighty acts. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Sometimes we want to put God in the box and say, Okay, God, when I feel like it and everything is going well in my life, let's go back to January 1. Amen. Let's go back to January, what was it, the 21st. We had a great youth rally. We went into a great revival. God was filling people with the Holy Ghost. Oh, we were shouting, bucking, turning flips, running the aisles, running the pews. Amen. Baptizing people. But I want to tell you, some months later, amen, it doesn't matter what we have been through. It doesn't matter what we are going through. We serve Him according to His mighty acts. Our emotions, our emotions might have changed. Amen. Because of what we are going through. And I want to tell you, I'll be honest, I have been on an emotional roller coaster. And I know this church has been on an emotional roller coaster. And I talk to other pastors and everybody's going through the same thing or wondering what's going to happen tomorrow. But I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I do know this, that when I come into the sanctuary of God, God says, I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care where you're going. What I'm concerned about is now, will you praise me according to my mighty acts? Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Think about the mighty acts that God has done. Amen. The mighty acts that God has done. He saved eight souls from the flood by an ark built by a man called Noah. Amen. God's mighty acts. Amen. He performed a way through the wilderness and through the Red Sea when they said there was no way. That's God's mighty acts. Amen. God's mighty acts is when they said it was impossible. God made the impossible possible. Amen. God's mighty acts is that He picked you up out of a world of sin. Amen. He placed you in a church to serve Him, to live for Him, to dedicate to Him. That's God's mighty acts. So we must praise Him. We must praise Him. We must worship Him. We must magnify Him. We must glorify Him. We must glorify the name of Jesus. According to His mighty acts. Not according to our feelings. Not according to what we're facing. Not according to what we're going through. Amen. But the Word of God says, according to His excellent greatness. Amen. According to His excellent greatness. How great is God today? Amen. How great is God today? He's great when there's a storm. And He's great when there's not a storm. He's great when there's sickness. And He's great when there's health. God's great in the darkness and God is great in the daylight. How great is God? That's the reason why I praise. That's the reason why I worship. That's the reason why I dance. That's the reason why I 
according to His excellent greatness. Amen. Not according to your emotions. How does God look at emotions? He said when it comes to serving me, emotions can't control what you do to God and for God and how you respond to what God is doing in your life. Because when you allow emotions to control you, no matter how great God is, if God is doing it and not doing something for you at that particular time, or you come in tired and wore out, or distressed and disturbed, amen, you come then with a sad countenance. I want to tell you today that when we come to the house of God, we are to leave our emotions of the days past at the door. Amen. When we come into the house of God, we are to shut everything that's happened in the past behind us. Because my past does not dictate my future. And my past does not control how great and how mighty my God is. But when I come into the house of God, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I come into the house of God, I take off my emotional distress. I take off my emotional sadness. I take off my emotional fear. I take off my emotional disgust. I take off my emotional anger. And I take off my emotional surprise. And I get on my emotional happiness. Why? Because I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad for one more chance. I was glad for one more opportunity. And I realized when I start shouting, when I start praising, when I start magnifying God, God starts working, and God starts moving, and God starts performing miracles. Amen. Amen. Now I got my little amen corner up here. But I tell you today, some of you, some of you are so controlled by the emotion of fear of what's happening to it's produced the emotion of sadness. Amen. And, and you're, you're intense and your, your body aches and your thought process is confused. Amen. But when you come into the house of God, I want to tell you today, if you would make up in your mind, God, I've been fearful. I've been afraid. I've been sad because of the afflictions that's been going on. But I've come into the house of God today. I put it down. I put it behind me. I'm going to get on my garment of praise. And like one 50 says, I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to magnify Him. I'm going to give Him glory because He's just worthy. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Amen. That means praise Him here on earth. 
and praise Him in the heavens. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and a harp. Praise Him with the tremble and a dance. Amen. Who said it's wrong to dance in church? Amen. Praise Him in a tremble and a dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise Him upon the loud sounding cymbals. Praise Him. Let everything, let everything, let everything, let everything, let everything, let everything that hath breath. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him in your trial. Praise Him through your trial. Praise Him in your victory. Praise Him in your excitement. Praise Him in your sadness. Just let everything, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Some of you, some of you, and I'm not critical. Some of you, I know, it bothers you to be around people. It bothers you to be up here, and I I understand that. Probably not wise for any of us to do this. But it's just, I I don't know what to do. Amen. But I want to tell you, wherever you're sitting, if you have to move and get by yourself, this is what God has called me to preach to you today. I know you don't feel like it. I know you're controlled by the emotions of what's going on. And the world has dictated what you feel. Amen. But I come to preach to you today deliverance. I come to preach to you today help. I come to preach to you today salvation. I come to preach to you today hope. I come to give you joy. I come to preach to you happiness. Why don't you just get by yourself? Amen. If you have to go in the prayer room, if you have to move away, get by yourself. And say, I'm just going to praise Him. Get your dance back. Get your praise back. Amen. Get your worship back. Do your dance in the face of the adversary. Praise your praise. No matter what the devil says. Just shout your shout. Go ahead and dance your dance. Devil, you're a liar. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Come on, girls. Why don't somebody turn loose in the Holy Ghost? Come on, men. Amen. Turn loose in the Holy Ghost. of God. Come on, saints of God. Worship your God. Praise
your God. I know the devil says it's foolish. I know the devil says you shouldn't. But I'm going to praise him according to his mighty acts. He's worthy. He's 
Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, do a work right now. Holy Ghost, touch us. Holy Ghost, touch right now. Victory in the name of Jesus. Victory in the name of Jesus. Just continue on. We're not done yet. But there's something about praise. You don't have to feel like it to praise. You don't have to feel like you're worthy to praise. People say, oh, I'm, I'm not right so I can't praise. That's a lie from the devil. You can praise and get right. Amen. I'm not perfect so I can't praise. None of us would praise. But the Bible says, praise Him according, not my, but His, His mighty acts. And He is worthy. It's not us that's worthy to praise, but He's worthy of all of our praise. 
this place today would give him praise according to the praise that he's worthy of receiving right now. Go ahead and shout no matter what the devil says. Go ahead and shout no matter what your feelings say. Go ahead and do your dance no matter what the devil says about you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
Remember church tonight, let's come back praying, expecting and believing in the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Be here early for prayer. Remember when you enter into the sanctuary, turn the sanctuary into a house of prayer. Amen. We're going to have a great time in the Lord tonight. Looking forward to Brother Copeland being with us. Lord bless you. Don't shake hands, but do be.